yesterday, uh, Ruven Tepper asked that we discuss checking bugs. And a lot of people have asked me that we discuss checking bugs in fruits and vegetables, uh, what the halachas are. So uh, I uh, came across um, a uh, Mar Makomos packet that was put together by Rav Shmuel Maybrook Shlita, an old classmate of mine from uh, Rav Shechter Shir. And he gave a shir, Li'ili Nishmas, his mother, Yechavit Pesha Bas Rav Hillel, So since I'm taking his entire content and his entire packet, I figured we should dedicate this year also Zeichen Nishmas, Mrs. Maybrook, Allah Shalom. The halacha is that we know that in Shulchan Aruch, Yardea Simen Pei Dalid, Lo Yochalat Shiyivdo Kapri Mitocho Shemi Yishbo Tolas. If you have a pre, if you have a fruit that 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 is dark on Latliya, that's the derech, that it has bugs, you're not allowed to eat it until you check it for bugs. A lot of people think, when did this Halacha, which, when did the rabbis make up this halacha in the year 2000 in the 1990s? No, this halacha it's been on the books for a very long time but the, uh, the halacha is that it's only if it's dark on lahatliya. so the question becomes how do we define dark on lahatliya? so it's really a three-pronged halacha the halacha is mida oraisa one only needs to check mida oraisa when it's a rove when rove of that kind of vegetable has bugs. When you have 51%, so the halacha is midaraisi, you follow rove, so midaraisi you have to check. Midarabbanan though, when it's a miramatsui, when it's a fairly common, even minority, but fairly common occurrence, so miramatsui, you have to check for bugs. When it's a mircheino matsui, when it's a very rare occurrence that a, that a fruit or vegetable would have a bug, then there's no requirement to check whatsoever. You don't have to be, uh, be bodic. So the rules are actually fairly easy. The definition is what's difficult. How do you define mira matsui versus mircheino matsui? So the, um, there is a mishnah in Mesechus Basra, Martiv Shalyayin Mekabalulav Eser Kosasos Lameya. That when you uh, when when you buy a uh, a, a wine a storage uh, you know a, a uh, whatever you call it a uh, place where they store wine so you're willing to accept 10 percent of the barrels to be already turning a little bit of sour a little bit sour as long as the other 90 percent are good the uh, the 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 uh, and and some of the acronym explain that maybe that's tali and mira matsui. That, that's t- that you're willing to accept the mircheino matsui of wine amongst all the barrels that are no good, that are not slightly below par. But you're not willing to accept the mircha matsui. The Mishkanus Yaakov therefore famously formulates in Yardea Simon Yud Zayin, Ad heichan yikra mircha matsui, mehach tigabe yayin koseim, k'mosh ksafilel shu chelek mi yud. 10%, 10% is mircha matsui. So if te- a vegetable has a less than 10% incidence of infestation, does not need to be checked, and it's perfectly fine you could eat such a vegetable. If a vegetable has a greater than 10% chance of infestation, it does need to be checked, and once you check it and you verify, you're able to check it clearly, assuming it's something that you can check. Some things are very, very difficult to check because they're very, uh, let's say, broccoli florets are very hard to check because you have to get between each one to see if there's a bug there. Not so easy, but something that you're that, that, that it's easy enough to check. Uh, the halacha is that you have to check, and once it's checked and it's clean, then of course you're allowed to eat it. The um, the large majority of poskim, I think, accept the approach of Mishkanus Yaakov that it's ten percent. That's what Shachter always says. That's how the Star K. That's how Rabbi Heinemann says for the Star K that ten percent is called the Mira Matzui. So if there's an incidence of bugs between ten and fifty percent, then you you have to check. Rav Vosner has. Uh, has, has a, a slightly different approach, and Rav Belsky uh, seems to agree with Rav Vazner. Rav Belsky and Rav Vazner both hold 
Rebelsky in the, in the OU document says Rebelsky does not subscribe to the school of thought which quantifies mean amatsu with fixed numbers. He doesn't think there's any percentage, any number that you can attach to it. Rather, he favors a more subjective measure of which vegetables are commonly infested, uh, which is as follows that mean amatsu is that it's something that you find to be, uh, it's not unusual. You're not surprised to find it. That when you find a bug in, uh, you know, in, in, in certain vegetables, you know, in uh, romaine lettuce, let's say, you're not so surprised to find bugs in romaine lettuce. It happens all the time. So you wash it off and you clean it off and make sure it's good. But it's not surprising. That would be a mir hamatsui. If it's surprising, it's like, oh my gosh, why is there a bug in my orange? There are never bugs in oranges. Well, that would be a mirchainamatsui. And such vegetables, you, fruits and vegetables, you would not need to check. That's Ravelsky's definition. Ravel Yashiv thought that the, uh, he was willing to attach a number to it, but the number that he was willing to attach was not 10%, rather it was 4%. A much more machmir uh, definition of miramatsui. So that's Aleph. But the truth is that machlokas is not even what really causes the, the great divergence in psak from one posik to the other in terms of how, um, you know, how, how obsessed one needs to be with checking for bugs. The biggest issue that you deal with on, on, on figuring out what do I and don't I have to check for bugs is not so much what the number is in, in terms of defining mira matsu is, let's say it's 10%. How do you define 10%? 10% of what? So what? I buy a bag of lettuce, right? So 10% of the little tiny cut of pieces of lettuce in the bag, if less than 10% of those little pieces have a bug on it, then, uh, then I'm okay? Well, then for sure, all romaine lettuce is fine because by the time they chop it up, 10, you know, that's it. Or is it, no, I buy a costco size Andy Boy massive uh, bag of lettuce, so it's 10% of the bags that I buy. So if, let's say I buy 10 bags, if any one bag has one bug in any one of those bags, then it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a problem. Whoa, then, then it's always a problem, right? Then, then for sure you have, you have a problem. How do you define 10% of, of, of what? So uh, Rav Yashif says, Bekamos sharegilim liknos. In the Sefer Bedikas Hamazon Ka'alacha, he quotes Rav Yashif, the, the quantity that you normally buy at one time. Not that you eat at one time, that you buy at one time. So if you buy a bag of lettuce normally at one time, let's assume not Costco sizes, let's assume regular size, the normal portion that they would normally sell. So if there's uh, less than 10% chance that you'll have in that bag, in one bag, one out of every 10 bags uh, has, if one out of every 10 bags or more has bugs in it, then you have a problem. Less than one out of every 10 bags has a bug in it, you don't have a problem, which is pretty significant chumrah. That means, you know, one out of every 10 bags, chances are there will be a bug in. Roshal Zalman. Shlomo Zalman says it depends on not how much you usually buy, but the packaging, meaning sometimes you would buy three packages at a time because that's, uh, you know, one package is never enough. So it's totally in the packaging, the way it's normally packaged. Again, this leaves things in the hands of marketers, really, because they package based on how they could best market it. So it's, it's, it's a little hard to, to accept this as, uh, you know, it's, it's a little hard to understand this as halacha. Rav Shechter and Rav Heinemann assume that it depends on the serving. How much would you eat in one sitting? How much does a normal person eat? How much salad do you eat in one sitting? So if there's a 10% chance that in that plate of salad that you took for yourself, there's a bug, then you have a problem. So again, it's a little more mekel. Rabbi Willig, la halacha v'lolamaisa, thought that maybe you could say that it's in the bites. Every bite that you take, if less than 10% of the bites that you take have a bug in it, then it's called a miyot and matzo and you're okay. That's a significant kula. Even more so, Rav Zalman Goldberg says that it's in the pieces. Let's say rice, you have infested rice. So he says, 
if there are 10 little pieces of rice for every bug, you're good. If there's less than 10 pieces of rice for every bug, you're not good. So that's unbelievable. That means you buy the cut up bags of lettuce. That means that each little piece, would it, you, you, as long as you have 10 pieces, can I get 10 berries? Can I get what? Or I think Rosam and Nechemia holds us Lamaisa, yeah. But uh, again, Rabbi Willig was not willing to go Lamaisa. So the definition of Mina Matsui becomes a very, very important thing. N- now you see why some people could say, you have to check everything, because they hold that if 10, uh, I don't know, that, that if 10% of the giant boxes of blueberries that you buy in Costco have a bug in them, then you have a problem. So yeah, then you'll have a problem. Whereas, uh, you know, whereas Rav Zalman Chaim will say, 10 blueberries for every bug. Okay, so then you're good. Blueberries are good. You're not going to have a problem. Right? You could see where this could, uh, could uh, diverge a little bit. The other, the other issue is that, typically speaking, uh, something becomes, machol uh, sasurus become batel b'shishin. Right? Something becomes batel in, uh, in something that's enomino b'shishin. So bugs should really be batel. The only reason a bug's not batel is because it's a barrier. It's a full thing. It's a full unit. And a full unit can't be a full creature can't become batel. But if the bug is crushed up, if the bug is, uh, let's say they wash the lettuce in such a power wash that it crushes all the bugs. So if it crushes all the bugs, well, then the bug is batel anyway. Even if it's there, it's batel. So you're allowed to eat it. Right? We're only concerned that they're going to be whole bugs. So th- then the question becomes, okay, what if I know the bug is definitely pulverized, definitely crushed up, but the company crushed it? meaning it wasn't that there was a crushed bug that happened to be found in there. It was crushed on purpose. So maybe we say, You're not allowed to take, know that there's bugs over there. I cook the soup and I have uh, all sorts of green leafy vegetables in the soup that have all sorts of bugs. Well, uh-oh, what do I do now? So I have an idea. I'll take a hand blender and pulverize the soup and that way it'll be all the bugs because the bugs will all be crushed. No, but you can't do that because they so the halacha seems, seems pretty clear that if the reason that you are, and this is quoted by Nasi Kelim on the Shulchan Aruch, that if the reason that you're pulverizing it is not to be mevatal yisr, but just because that's the way you make that food, that's the recipe for that food, then it's not a problem of mevatal And this is why you saw me eat this morning at Chobani yogurt, right? All the yogurt companies come with flavors. And uh, the flavoring has real fruit in there. And they're, they're never bodek for fruits. They don't have time to be bodic. That massive amount of fruits that they're putting in yogurts, how do they have hashkachas from reliable hashkachas? Because they pulverize it. Aye, but isn't that a problem? No, because they're pulverizing it because otherwise it wouldn't be good in the yogurt. It's, only, it's, part of the, it's part of the recipe. That's how the company wants to make it. So therefore, it becomes batal anyway. So our whole issue is only when it's not going to be batal, either because you violated the or the bugs are still whole. In terms of what to do, if you realize afterwards that you didn't check or you're eating by someone's house and they didn't check and they're serving you a soup or something, a dish, a broccoli kugel or whatever, where the bugs haven't been checked and you know that they're not bodek, so we have a separate time in Allah on that. You could go and listen to that. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.